What's up, everybody? This is Matt Tanner, and uh, I'm excited to announce today we are launching um, the All-Star Podcast. This is actually episode one. We're here in uh, the Mondrian Hotel in Miami, and I'm here with professional athlete trainer Tony Thomas. Say what's, what's up, up, Tony. What's <laughs> up? What's up? What's up, guys? So I wanted to, you know, we wanted to bring Tony on. Um, you know, I, I was introduced to Tony through my brother, Rob, and you know, Tony has done very well for himself here in Miami with athletes. And, you know, my brother actually had an acai bowl business and that's how he first got to meet yeah, Tony. And yeah. <laughs> you know, Tony did some some influencer marketing for Rob. Um, but long story short, this is our, our first episode on the podcast and just wanted to introduce Tony and get a little, you know, background of, uh, you know, of what, of how Tony got here today. So Tony, give us the origin story, you know, how you got started. You know, you're training all these these athletes like Carlos Boozer, Hassan Whiteside, Antonio Brown. How did you get to that point today? Yeah, I, uh, I pretty much, man, just, you know, kept it humble, but at the same time was aggressive with my work ethic. Um, you know, started out, you know, just getting myself in shape, getting myself, you know, active in the sports lifestyle and playing sports growing up. It just came, you know, natural that I could uh, relate to the athletes. And, sure. you know, you get one, you get a hundred, <laughs> you know what I mean? You get one and you actually help them get to, you know, higher, higher levels. Then, you know, that's when you start to get more and more athletes, professional athletes interested in what you got to say, what you got to do and what you're going to be bringing to the table. So what, what sports did you specifically play growing up, middle school, high school? What did you start out with? All right, so my first sport, I'm Jamaican, by the way. And in Jamaica, you either you know play soccer or you uh, track, okay? So <laughs> soccer was my first sport, um, and then track. And then I, when I moved to the States, I was born in New York, but when I moved uh, to Jamaica, was, I was very young. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back to the States, I started getting into more of the American sports. <clears throat> so I picked up uh, basketball after uh, track mm -hmm. and then football when I got closer towards the high school area. So how long How long have you been in Miami for? I've been in Miami for a good amount of years. You know, I never ever say the exact number, so I don't want anybody <laughs> starting to calculate how old I am. You know, I, I'm pretty touchy about that age thing. <laughs> I remember I asked you the one day and you were like, you never directly answered me. <laughs> so tell us about, you know, some of the athletes you've trained here in Miami. Who are they? What kind of exercises and workouts did you do? How did you build relationships with these guys? Yeah. So first and foremost, you got to find out what guys are passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, you run into a lot of athletes nowadays and, you know, with the way that the social media is around uh, these guys, some of some of the old ways get jaded, you know, mm -hmm. some of the, the newer style uh, work is like always put on stage. So first things first, you know, always admire a person that works when there's nobody around mm -hmm. so i always say that look you're going to be working with me pretend that there's nobody around right. all your mistakes that you're going to make all the wrong things that you've done in the game let's pick out those bad things those things that you need improvement on right. and let's highlight and focus on that first so some guys it's balance some guys it's speed some guys it's just strength like they got all the talent in the world you know right, right. but they're just not strong enough so, you know, I'll pick and I'll leg on those areas until they get better. And so that by the time the season comes around, you know, it's more natural because now they've attacked all the things that they actually were weak at. And right, now they're right. applying it in the games. And now people are like, oh, big difference from last year to this year. And it's really, they were always great athletes. It's just they just worked on the things that they needed to improve. Right, for sure. So 
Tell us about some of the, the individual or some of the actually professional athletes. Give us some names of all the different guys you've worked with over the years. So I've worked with uh, some basketball studs like <clears throat> Dwayne Wade, Carlos Boozer, um, NFL. I worked with uh, Terrell Edmonds, AB. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Lance Briggs, Will Demps. Um, uh, so it's quite a quite a list, yeah. and I can't mention everybody, but uh, yeah, it's quite it's quite a long list of athletes that I've that I've worked with. So what? Tell me what differentiates these guys from just everyday athlete. I know obviously there are these some of them are six ten and super athletic, but like talk to me about like the mindset, you know, because I know there's a lot of guys that look up to you that are either in high school trying to get in the college or they're in college and they're trying to go pro. Talk to me about what really differentiates, you know differentiates the professional athletes from the guys at the at the lower levels trying to get there like what are they what kind of mindset do they need to have you have to have a dog mindset you have to be able to do the dirty work um you know i admire a lot of guys that did not get you know draft drafted you know first round mm -hmm. um not to take any anything away from those guys they've worked hard the same right but seeing those guys that actually had to you know Take like the Antonio Browns and the Hassan Whitesides, yeah. where they they weren't necessarily your first option, right, right. you know, coming out, and it just goes a long way to know that you know once you're built with that wire mm -hmm. of not giving up, of taking that substantial step towards being better every single day, yeah. that's the type of wiring you need to get to the NBA, the NFL. Um, a lot of guys just don't understand that they they they, they sometimes are they're, they're so talented uh, at a young age mm -hmm. that they get you know lazy and the talent takes them but so far okay it can right, take right. you all it can actually take you there but if you don't have that dog mentality you won't be the at the peak you won't ever get that maximum you know unleash your maximum potential um, so until you really have that mentality where it's like you know I will not stop right, until right. I get better at the small things, knowing that big things are accomplished through the perfections of minor details. Until I can perfect those minor details, those minor errors, I will always be subpar. I will always be just good. For sure. Yeah. So basically, you know, the talent only takes you so far. It comes down to the mindset and the work ethic. Who have you really come across with over the years that is just has an incredible work ethic above anyone else that you've worked with. Anybody wow. you can think of? <laughs> um, Antonio Brown definitely has a tremendous work ethic. Work ethic. Um, yeah. I mean, he would he would push me to get out there and work sometimes. Really. Uh, so, so, what are your thoughts on him with the whole situation? He left Pittsburgh, went to Oakland. How do you think that's going to play out? I feel like <laughs> this guy doesn't. I mean, he's pretty much one of those guys that he's humble. Mm -hmm. First of all. Um, sometimes people, you know, see, see him and see some of the, like his characteristics and he's very, he's not going to keep his mouth shut. Right. Right. Just cause he's humble, he's not going to keep his mouth shut. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like he's going to excel. Yeah. Um, it, it's dependent upon the team though, too. Of course. So he could, you know, run into a situation where maybe it might be a, a team, you know, at fall where maybe they weren't working as hard, but right. as far as him as a player, he's going to deliver. Um, you can always expect that he delivers. He's a very athletic and very smart um, uh, player who, you know, he's very strategic on how he trains and everything that he implemented this year. And I, like I said, I'm not the only one. Like he goes and he works with the best in the game. He goes to different places to make sure his body is in peak shape. Um, mm -hmm. 
and uh, he's around a good group of people. You know, he's around a good group of people that support him. That uh, and I, and I got an opportunity to meet the team, man. It doesn't seem like they're gonna be okay. lagging too. Yeah, I got an oh, opportunity really? to meet the coach. Got an opportunity to meet the players. Um, and everybody, even you know, I don't know what they were like beforehand, but it seemed like everybody's on that same mindset. Right. So whether it's a long journey for them or a very short, quick impact right away journey, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that they're gonna have success with AB. Yeah, they have a tough division, right? Yes, very tough. It's very tough. Tough, tough division. So. <laughs> So you worked with these guys like Antonio Brown, Carlos Boozer, Hassan Whiteside. So I know you told me that you were getting close to launching um, uh, the Tony Thomas membership where you're opening up all of this training to athletes, high school athletes, maybe even middle school athletes, collegiate athletes. What's your advice for you know a high school athlete today that you know maybe they're a freshman or sophomore in high school, they have some talent, What's your advice for them to take it to the next level? What do they need to do to promote themselves? What do they need to do nutritionally? And what do they need to do, you know, athletically and workout-wise to take it to the next level? First of all, for those young guys, I always say it like this. Never count yourself out. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to run into some guys who just, you know, don't have, you know, the DNA of some of the guys who are just just naturally talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you just got to look to yourself and just say to yourself, I'm not counting myself out. Right. You, you put your pants on the same way. You put your shoes on the same way. You might have to work a little bit harder. You might have to work twice hard to get the opportunity that they have. But that's what you have to do. Um, the stuff that I'm going to implement in my program is going to be just that. You know, the small details that I tell you have to perfect. Mm-hmm. Those are the details that I'm going to add to these videos, add to this membership so that you can take your game and your body to the next level. Um, also, start taking care of your nutrition early it'll last you a lifetime so i want these young younger america Mm -hmm. to really really implement that into them you know mcdonald's is great you know (laughs) i know i know how it was i grew up in in that same era but it wasn't until i had a strength coach you know that came to me and and told me about the small little details i could change Mm -hmm. and i saw my body change drastically i went from 156 pounds i was a skinny little prick i remember i was i'm not gonna call my coach out but he had some (laughs) jokes for me how skinny i was and then i you know i had a devoted summer to uh maximizing my nutrition Mm -hmm. and i i'll actually say that that probably helped me grow too as well just eating the right foods eating the right, um, taking the right supplements um, and lifting correctly, you know, doing the right systemic work that allows you to develop uh, naturally um, as a great athlete, you know, not just a regular athlete, as a great athlete and just implementing all those different tricks to kind of just like change the game, you know, hack the system, you know what I mean? (laughs) Be explosive. When I came back, I remember the face. One, One player believed it. He was like, I bet you Tony's gonna go home this summer and he's going to come back and shock y'all. And how old I, were you then? I was turning 16. Okay. So when I turned 16, I mean, I was jumping out the gym that next year, <laughs> all above the rim player. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't get my hands off the rim. I would I would love dunking so much because I knew that I did. I, I worked this hard to get here. Yeah. So every time I dunk, I'm going to make sure, make sure you, know, <laughs> you feel it. And then... um. So you were no. 16 when you were first able to dunk? 16 when I was first able okay. to dunk. Yeah, I was a late bloomer in, in some people's eyes, but it took well, I'm, that. I'm 27. I can't dunk. <laughs> <laughs> but it took it took some work though. It took some work. It took a lot of plyometrics and a lot of yeah. uh, stretch training at that time to really to really take myself to the next level. Yeah. So a lot of NBA guys look up to you know guys like Carlos, 
Um, guys like Hassan Whiteside, even guys like you that not, aren't necessarily professional in the, in the NBA, but train guys like that. So talk to us a little bit more in depth about what they need to do if they're at a young age and they're not able to dunk. What are the specific types of workouts or training that they can do to improve their vertical? I'll tell you right now. Um, and there's a, it's a very famous guy that uh, let me know this and he said, never tell anybody I told you this. So <laughs> yeah. I got to hold it down. I'm not going to say his name. Okay. But he's like, if you want to be a better jumper, you got to get out there and jump. So uh, he gave me a, a jump rope routine. That's okay. I never so forget. jump roping. Jump roping is so good. Uh, I will put together a jump rope, you know, video for you guys too as well, the ones that I use. Yeah. It's allows your body to understand that there's a fast twitch mechanism going on. Mm -hmm. um, the constant jumping, your your amortization phase is the phase in which your foot hits the ground to the spring reflex mm -hmm. of your calves or quads of getting back up in the air. So we, we call that quick bounce. Um, jump rope is a great way to work on your quick bounce um, and the variations. You can have fun with it. You can put some music on. You can do it rhythm rhythmically. Mm -hmm. uh, jump rope is one of the most powerful tools, and it costs pretty much nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very it's a very uh, low expense on the item. Then I would say plyometrics, sports specific plyometrics, uh, are you know one of the best ways to increase explosion. Mm -hmm. So. Whether it's skips, whether it's uh, flying 40s, whether it's lateral hops, whether it's bounding, um, these are all intricate ways that you can, you know, position a program to allow your body to be more explosive. All right, because it's your body responds on demand, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, as soon as you move and as soon as you move to one location, it has to adapt. So allowing those adaptive factors to come into play. And with reaction, explosion, and velocity, mm -hmm. that's when you're going to start to see improvements because your body's going to send that signal to the brain. The neurons are going to fire and say, oh, I did that drill yesterday. Boom, I'm off the ground, banging on somebody. I'm taking off on a, you know, a fast route, a goal route, and I'm accelerating. Now I'm increasing my speed frequency to catch that ball in the end zone. So these are all these different tools that I would uh, apply. Yeah. So is it so jump roping and apply metrics? How important would you say exercises like squatting, or is is that going to help as much with vertical, or is that more just for strength? I teach you. I'll tell you a secret. Um, when you work with strength, mm -hmm. and when you work with um, weights, yeah, I look at it like this. They're a guide. It's a guide to the plyometrics that you're going to do, to the speed work that you're going to do, to the what you're doing on the uh, basketball court, to what you're doing on the tennis tennis court. It's just a guide. So the stronger you can get, the more you'll be able to do all those things, the plyometrics, the speed, for longer durations of time. Right. So yes, weights are very important. It's the guide. It's going to allow you to build strength so you can do those things for longer periods of time and be more explosive over the course of the game. Mm -hmm. All right? So if you're stronger in your squat, you're stronger in your uh, leg extension, you're stronger in your bench press. So you're going to be able to push a little bit longer. You're going to be able to hold off people a little bit longer. So those all work, but not to do not get caught up in just lifting just heavy weight, weights. All right, because if you lift too much, is that gonna is that gonna hurt athletes and slow them down a little bit? Sometimes it can affect range of motion. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you're just lifting heavy, um, what can happen is you could you know at a young age you can stun your growth. I'm not say, saying that for everybody, but lifting heavy has has played that role too, and as well as stunning growth. Right. But um, there is a point in time when you're going to have to lift heavy. Yeah. So just know how to implement it, 
but then work on the other things that are going to get you better as well too. There are some guys now that are athletes, extremely, extremely, extremely talented that mm -hmm. don't lift heavy anymore Yeah, because their body recognizes the work that they're doing and they apply it naturally to the specific workout that they're doing, whether it be plyometrics, whether it be speed, whether it be weight room, the body sends that signal from the brain to the arm like, all right, I know what you're doing and I can apply it. I can apply power as opposed to just throwing up the heavy weight. Now right. I know how to fire up those muscles that require the power without having to push the heavy weight. For sure. Um, so as far as weightlifting in general, um, is there a certain amount of reps you would recommend? You know, I know obviously heavier lifting, you're probably in the four to six range. You know, let's say for basketball players compared to football or soccer, is there anything you would specifically recommend per sport or is it more so <clears throat> just what, what they would need to do? Sport, position, Posi um, there's a lot of different uh, factors mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, – sports and, and training and how to lift. Yeah. You know, for my O linemen, yeah, I'm gonna want you to be able to put, move some weight on that bench, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm gonna want you to also be able to be stronger with, within your hips because you have to hold that position, you're holding people off. So a lot comes from that lower leg, that hip area, power from the hips, the torque, the torque um, when they're doing their kickbacks. But if you're a receiver or maybe even a quarterback, I want you to be mobile. I want you to be your body to be a little bit more mobile. You know, you guys see guys like you know Odell Beckham who can jump, twist, and catch a ball mm -hmm. because he has a good mobility and mobility in his hips. So stretching is important, just as much as lifting heavy. Um, learning how to open up the hips and drills. So fast switch, fast switch drills where they have to open up their hips and then you know give chase. You know, giving chase is one of the most natural elements in any sport when it comes to defense, right? Yeah. Because you, I got to react to what you do now. Right, you know, right. On offense, you're the one creating the, the, the stimulus. Now I got to react to what you do. So, you know, reaction drills and then that chase factor, you know, that element after you do a drill to catch back up, those are important. So um, when it comes to weights, it's, it, it's very uh, uh, particular to the position and particular to the actual sport. But um, there's a way that you can work out through a system where you can get strong overall, mm -hmm. you know, is that there's definitely power in that where you can get strong overall. And then you just got to apply those, you know, techniques on the field yourself. You have to get out there and do those different drills that, you know, I'll throw in the videos too as well to add to your weight program. Gotcha. Um, so let's, I guess let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So t tell us a little bit about, you know, you have a lot of things going for you. Um, not only in the athlete world, but in the business world, you know, you, you are an entrepreneur yourself, you got beat the gym. Tell us a little bit about that and then the endorsement roles and, you know, what you think athletes can do, you know, in the business world as well. So tell us a little bit about what you have going on with beat the gym and all the other businesses that you're building. Yeah. Um, as far as myself, you know, I believe, you know, as long as I have the community, I have, you know, my active lifestyle and I have my athletics, mm -hmm. um, I'll be good. I yeah. can build, you know, any business around that. Right. Um, it's a strong, it's a strong foundation when you have community. Yeah. And uh, the way I kind of developed my community and wanted to keep my community organized was uh, through Beat the Gym. Okay. Because it's a group of people who are just, you know, they live for active lifestyle. You yeah. know, they yeah. live for. Uh, the weekend workouts. They live for those Wednesday boxing days. They just want to get out and, uh, you know, have fun and at the same time get the results. Yeah. So that's what I got when I, when I created Beat the Gym and it's become 
you know, it's become a popular thing mm-hmm. because I, you know, I have the sports background. Yep. So people love that camaraderie. Um, I treat everybody like family. Um, in fact, their nicknames are Fit Fam, my Fit Fam. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't say members. You know, right, right. I always say Fit Fam, and that goes to you might see a membership sign on one of my my uh, uh, pages, but it means family. I want right. everybody to believe that they're 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 my brother, my you know, you're my sister if you're female, because it starts there. Yep. Once you have that that trust, right? You know, from well, a client. It becomes that much better when you start seeing the results. 100%. And it seems from my perspective, you know, you genuinely care about every, like you're saying right now, you really care about the results people are getting in your family and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about, because nowadays there are all these personal trainers online, right? Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit. I mean, it seems to me that there are a lot of people that are just selling meal plans or online training and they're just scamming people and taking money. So, you know... What differentiates, you know, that type of mentality and that that online trainer from somebody that actually really cares about their clients? What's what's the difference in your eyes? The difference in my eyes is I feel like you get the opportunity to, to communicate with me. Yeah. You know, um, I try to expose myself as much as possible uh, mm-hmm. to my fit fam, you know, by having these events where you can actually come and work out with me. Right. You right. know, Um I'm implementing definitely, definitely a video uh, portal where you can ask me questions mm-hmm. and I can respond. I can, I can take it and I can feature guys who ask me questions and have them featured on my page. Right. I want to create uh, a world where it's a little bit of both. You get the digital, yep. but you also get me. You, know? you right. get to communicate with me. You get to feel like you are training with me. Right. All right? Just like you're... Carlos Boozers and your Antonio Browns, you yeah. like you get that personal connection because personal connections to me is the most important thing. For sure, uh, all the extra views and and, and following, I just, mean that's cool. It's more about creating that personal connection to get somebody to the next level. Right, those are just numbers at the end of the day. Exactly, for sure. Well, cool. Um, is there anything else before we wrap up here? Is there anything else you want to? You know, let your audience know, you know, and whether it's the athlete space or your everyday, you know, your everyday Joe, as you like to say that, what do you want to leave your audience with here today? Um, no, it was, a, it was, it was cool. Like to, you know, talk to you about, you know, you know, all-star and, and guys, you know, the business with mm-hmm. um, athletes and stuff like that. I want, you know, everybody to understand that there's value in them, you know, the value uh, an athlete has, um, through you know visibility, uh, through throughout their passion, um, expose it. You yeah. know, expose it. Let people see it because that's what's that's what the future needs to see. Yep. You know, they need to see the devotion that um, you can do more than just sports. Uh, there's a lot of athletes that are doing their thing business wise too. Right. So it just puts that extra value on education. I'm into education. I'm all about education. So seeing that and knowing that we have where we have a spot and a space where we can convert, you know, these amazing athletes to connect with, you know, maybe there's a kid that doesn't want to necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, play. Maybe they want to be a part of the administration. Right. Um, there's a space for that too as well. So I don't want to ever count anybody out. Um, so if those guys want to ask me questions about that too, that's fine. If you want sure, to get the photo, sure. I'll, I'll talk to you about yeah. education and business too as well. So I think that's the most important thing. Sports 
can carry you a very long way. Just make sure you have a strong head on your shoulders to keep it going. So what's the best way to get in touch with you? Is it the Instagram DM? Is it an email? Well, when we launch the site, I, I'm going to tell you it's going to be probably best through uh, the uh, website. Okay, um, so we have the Facebook group, right? The Facebook group would be an awesome way to get in touch with me. Instagram is always a great way to I have to shuffle through some some messages, but yeah. I always respond <laughs> once I get to it, and I and and I'm always looking, yep. you know, to see that little button, that little request line. I try to get get through and and you know respond to you know cool questions. They don't just ask me any random <laughs> crazy question, but I will definitely respond to uh, questions that are sort of direct to the sports world, athletic world, um, and uh, you know. Um, maybe when we do live, when we go live and we start having the questions pop up on screen, I'll do some responses. I think we're going to be doing that uh, two times a month or one time a month, depending on uh, depending on the the amount of people that yeah, join. For sure. You know, we get a lot of people. I would, I'd love to do it more frequently because yeah. I want to connect with everybody. Absolutely. So the live will be another feature uh, that we're going to be adding to as well. Sounds good. We'll appreciate your time. And this is the end of the first episode of All Star Podcast. Thanks, Hey, Dave. thank you. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs>